Kinsey Atwood back with another episode of the Steven Universe podcast. Thank you so much for joining me and thanks to everyone who's been leaving us reviews and five-star ratings at Apple Podcasts. Shout out to Kingdom9, Jimmy the Dunn, Cutie Pocket, Clastra56, Shallowcoin, and Jennifer Lolliet. I Sorry if I got your name wrong, but thank you so much for taking the time to review us and rate us. We love it so much. So I'm coming at you from the writer's room of Steven Universe at Cartoon Network Studios in Burbank, California, and I'm excited to say that today we've got the gems. We're talking to Shelby Rabara, the voice of Peridot, and Jennifer Paz, who voices Lapis, and I've also got Dee Dee Magno Hall, who voices Pearl, and Michaela Dietz, the voice of Amethyst. And Rebecca Sugar, the creator of Steven Universe, is back on the show today, and we're going to talk about the origins of the gems and what it took to find the perfect cast to voice them. So let's get started. I am sitting here with uh, Dee Dee Magno Hall and Michaela Dietz. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having us, Mackenzie. Ditto. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you guys? Um, well, I was a bit startled when I came in because my friend Michaela just <laughs> scared the bejeebies out of me. I got you with a boo. Uh, yeah. She did. She did. But I, it's all good. I was trying I was to get into character. <laughs> Very method. I like it. I like that. We just, we go right from the start, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, Feel it. Okay, cool. So let's jump right into it. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you guys, what was your background before you began working on Steven Universe? Like, did you guys do voice acting beforehand or was this your first? Oh, you thought you you meant background. I was like, well, I was still Korean American. Um, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, I was, I was doing voiceovers, um, but I had not done um, an animated show before. So it was your first like cartoon. It it was my first series. Yeah. And so, um, it it was very, it was very exciting to book this. Cool. Uh, I also have done just a little bit of voiceover work, a teeny tiny bit of voiceover work. Uh, and it was many years ago. I think I, pr- I played one of the princesses in The Princess and the Pea, like an HBO series. What? Like a long time ago that I can't even remember. Was it what- live action? No, no it was a... Uh, it, it was animated? a little animated series, a little animated, animated film, I think, or I'm not sure actually. See how long ago it was <laughs> so far. It was this so. I'm not head. making it up, but you know what? I could be because I have never, I never saw it. <laughs> You know, I, have never, I have no idea it's what it's lost I, footage. Yeah, it's something that I'd like to dig up at some point. But yeah, that was my only introduction to voiceover work prior to Steven Universe. So Got this you. was this was a pretty big pretty big deal right. for me. Um, but uh, I had been doing you know musical theater, a little bit of film, a little bit of TV back in the day. So um, yeah, this is such a, a neat a neat experience to like jump into voiceover work and wow what a great series to be part of right. to be your first kind of big seriously kick cartoon. It yeah, yeah so. i love that so like was there like a learning curve for you since you had that only that princess in the p experience that i don't even remember yeah, well, yeah. in quotes um, yeah. <laughs> um yeah i mean i think it's what's so awesome about it is that we don't have to memorize our lines they're like yes. right in front of us um so but it's still you're still acting and you're still mm-hmm. even when you're doing effort sounds you're we're very um we're very physical in the booth yes <laughs> you know yes. um so sometimes i kind of wish that there was a video camera capturing <laughs> all of the crazy things that are happening in the booth 
Yeah, we need like a panda cam, but for <laughs> for like voice recordings, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I love that. Like, uh, I feel like Dee Dee has this style where she has these very these like very involved takes, and then she'll like turn and look into the booth behind the glass where Rebecca and Ken Osborne are, and she'll give them this look like, oh my gosh, did I mess up? What happened? But every time, I mean, obviously she aces it every time. No, but of course. it's just so funny. You have this sort of like panic-stricken look on your face. I know, <laughs> I know. Because I, I know that they have... Like, Rebecca has a vision, and she has, like, a, you know, she knows that she wants to hear. And so, like, I constantly always want to make sure that I'm doing, right? you know, what they the what they want. Yeah, do the thing that they want, you yeah, know, that right. they kind of hear in their minds. But so. they don't want to be, like, say it like this exactly. Or, cause yeah, then it's not they don't give line reading. Right. right. Unless we That's ask like a, for it. Right. Sometimes yeah. I ask for yeah. it. Because you want to know, but otherwise it's, like... It kind of takes away the purpose, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, they're you know that's that's what really great directors do. They try to get the game what there. they want from you by sort of giving you the direction, and then hopefully it'll come out. And right. when it doesn't, then we say, "Could you just please give me an example of yeah. what you want to hear? Because I want to do what you want." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you hear Rebecca's pearl voice. I want to hear what that is like. <laughs> she doesn't have. Does she have voices? I I feel like she doesn't really do like can. Our our voice director Kent, he does voices. He, he does, does the pearl. He does everybody's voice. It's gotcha. so funny. But I've never heard his amethyst. I think I feel like he only does it when we're not there. <laughs> Have you heard his pearl? I, uh, you know, um, it's so funny. I can't remember if he I goes because I'm goes there. Like, <laughs> like he's very like. <laughs> it's sort of like if a donkey were to merge with like the idea of a pearl. You know what I mean? And the that idea is, is pearl. I love that they like if they if Didi's on Didi's on tour. We need to have someone to sub in. Like Kent's just like I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. nobody will tell. Nobody can tell the difference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. Spot on. Spot on. So when you guys jumped into the to the show, right? Um, what kind of um, idea did you have of your character? Like, what was your understanding of the character, and how did it like? Because it changed a lot. Obviously, the mm. characters changed. But how did your idea of the character change, especially like initially? Well, I remember looking at the description of the character, and then the beginning, knowing that she was sort of maternal mm-hmm. towards um, Steven Universe, the the, uh, the the title character. So I was like. Oh, that's cool. I got two kids. <laughs> Steven Universe, like, the title. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's what it is. That's Just in case you v- you listeners don't know, well, we're we're doing a show. FYI, <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, his name is first name's Hugh and last name <laughs> Universe. Huh? You know, it's so funny though because a lot of people that don't know the show they call it Steven's Universe. Yeah, apostrophe yeah. S. Yeah, because they don't mm, know that Universe crazy. is yeah. his last name. Anyway, I forget what I was saying <laughs> oh, about the maternal characteristics. Yeah. Oh, right, and- right. See, a mom. Brain. I've got two kids, so like you know, I I was like, oh cool, she's sort of maternal to Stephen, and I could do that. <laughs> I can relate. I can, I relate. can relate. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. I thought at first Amethyst was just like uh, comedic comedic relief. I mean, not really relief. It's not like you needed that much. Like in the beginning, I don't know. Um, but like the the initial way I was doing my lines, I remember in the very beginning. Rebecca and Ian kept saying, maybe a little more chill, like chill it out a little Mm -hmm. more. Um, I think I came in with my usual energy, like, "Ah!" 
Right. But they're like, no, 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 tone it down. Um, so I kind of slowed everything down. And then, um, you know, certainly my idea has changed of Amethyst as the series has gone through because she's she's developed so much. She's, she's sort of um, experienced so many different layers of, a, of emotion and growth. And so, I mean, I've, I've, I've gotten to be quite proud right. of her. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. That yes. one episode um, on the run, the one in season yes. one where we find out about Amethyst's whole background. Right. And it's like, suddenly Amethyst is this totally different character. And like, what? You know? Yeah. I feel like they get you like that. They're like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just a, it's just a very pure and good show, you know, like, and then it, it, everyone's having a good time. You love, then you get invested. Right. And then they, they drop like, the field psych, bomb. you know, like yeah. <laughs> time for suffering. You yeah. know, like, oh, I didn't oh, know. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't ready. I, I wasn't ready. That um, was one of my favorite scenes, I think, to do with you, Dee Dee. Oh, the one when we voiced that, it was so it was so real. It I don't was know. real. Yeah. Wait, and now I'm like, weren't we in the booth together? I, I do. I think we, we yeah, were. yeah, yeah. I remember being moved by it. Oh, I remember yeah. being moved by when I was watching it because oftentimes we'll record and then I'll forget. You forget, and like what happened weeks or... and months go by, and then yeah. I actually watch the show with my kids, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such an emotional <laughs> yeah. show, and I. I forget, you know, uh, but but uh, which is what I what I love about the show that it's 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 musical and it's deep and it's it can get very emotional. But then there's also some really light and funny stuff that happens in the show. So I just mm-hmm. and it's just beautiful to to look at too. Right, yeah. You know, the art is just gorgeous. They do it all. They got it all. They, so. Everyone, <laughs> great, big, wonderful package. Yeah, totally. We, when we you know when we do our, the voices in the booth, that's just one element, which I think I, I forget sometimes. And then when we actually watch the apps, you see all the visuals, all the non, you know, the, the parts where the characters are, um, emoting like without using dialogue and it adds so much context. Mm-hmm. And, um, there are so many funny moments that happen that we obviously don't voice. They just, you know, it's like people in the background are rolling their eyes or doing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The the background artwork, the music element, like everything, when it all comes together, it's just, it's, it's mind blowing. It's pretty cool. Like I love seeing, cause like the voice acting, like you said, it's like one of the, just once one part of it, but like, it's cool because it's such an early part of it. I think, you know, like that's one of the first things that they do after the, well, obviously they do the writing and the storyboarding and all that stuff, but like the voice acting comes in really early. So like you guys see that and then you see the finished product. It's like, Whoa, you know, like what happened in, in between here and here <coughs> yeah. that made it into this huge thing. That's it's, it's really cool. Yeah. And then oftentimes I think some of the, some of the drawings change because yeah. of, because oh, right. of the, the voice acting. Um, so it, they gotta they, amp it up. They're they, like, they got to change it up a little bit or, 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 or we come back and, and, and retake some, some takes so that we could fit the emotion mm-hmm. of the drawing. So that's pretty cool, too, just to know that there's so many different ways that they could play with. Right. So, like, I was wondering, it, since you guys are sort of members of the cast that started out, mm. how it, like, original cast, you know, uh, what was it like, you know, coming in and sort of having to s- establish the character's um, you talked about, you know, your perceptions of the characters when you started, but like, what was it like coming in and being like taking on the role and sort of figuring it out? And also like, what did you ever get surprised based on the way that your character changed throughout? 
Um, well, I, being that this is my first um, real big cartoon to right. be part of, I remember early on my voice, my voice was actually pretty mm. calm. Like Michaela was saying that she was had to sort of tone it hers down a little bit, but my voice started out really calm, and and then all of a sudden she's become this like over exaggerated sometimes. Right. Like this character's huge, and she does like these Ruben really Pearl crazy was the straight character, like the <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Amethyst was the funny guy, and now they're both just like and we sort of just like yeah. sw- switch swap every every once mm-hmm. in a while, but um. But yeah, that's sort of my experience with my my voice, as far as my voice goes. Uh, I didn't, I had no idea what the show was going to really be about when I first joined. I was simply reading the lines and, you know, hoping to sort of, you know, do justice to, you know, this part into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am pleasantly surprised at how deeply emotional that this this show is and how um how how just beautiful it is to just watch and also listen to the music we love the music in my household we play the songs all the time and the my kids have, my yeah. kid yeah my kids have memorized all their songs on the soundtrack Aww. um and like teaching he my my oldest is teaching himself how to play it on the ukulele Aww. but um but yeah so like we just lo- we're huge fans of the show you're nerds for the show i got i, I totally am i totally am I can you pack me in your trunk for your next uh, family road trip <laughs> sure Hi, it's a musical same. experience it is. i it feel is. like it's it's I, yeah <laughs> the yeah i need to i need to come along too like we'll both go mckenzie okay we'll do sounds it. good I'll yeah. pack the snackers. I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready. <laughs> pack snacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would say that, you know, we're, we're all kind of figuring it out. I think you can see it in the artwork, too. The characters, certainly, their looks have um, evolved. Right. And obviously, you know, as Didi talked about, like, our voices have sort of changed. But I would say the personalities certainly have grown. Um, and I think we... As, as we of actors and we as, um, you know, parts of this Steven Universe family have, have grown too. So I think, you know, once Dee Dee sort of showed her comedic side in the booth, which was, she's hilarious as a person. And that sort of, I think, then reflected itself in the character of Pearl. Um, right. I think more of Michaela's, you know, sardonic side certainly has shown itself into Amethyst. I think, you know, Little things like um, I'm trying to think of you know what what the the show takes from our lives and what we right. take from the show's presentation. But like I was joking about my mom saying boodles. I remember that. I remember hearing you say that, and then it's in the episode. They made right? girls say boodles. I know. It's, it's so yeah. good. Art yeah. imitating life. Or vice versa, right? But yeah, also the, the the fact that we are we're all getting closer too, and you know we're becoming such close friends. And then when we get into the booth together, it is it's really just such it a fun over. party. Yeah. yeah. What kind of stuff goes on like in the in the booth that the fans don't see? Like as a as part of the process, you guys talked about like waving your hands around or yeah. whatever like what kind of Zach used to um he doesn't do it as much anymore but he used to like stand in front of the mic and almost like put his arms out like he was flapping like a very stiff duck <laughs> I, think his, I think his hands yeah his oh, hands yeah. are pointing up his palms are pointing yeah. up but yeah but it this was, is what this it was, was almost like he was trying to raise the roof but he had like very restricted right. <laughs> movement in his shoulders or something. It was helpful like, to his process. Yeah. It was I helpful to his you. process. I feel like 
Yeah, my I can't not do facial expressions. You're so funny when you My record. face just has a mind of its own. <laughs> when it's we're so in the funny. Booth. But yeah, Kent is always cracking up at me behind the booth. So that's why I'm always looking to see. I'm trying to get their approval. Right. I'm yeah. like, what? Is that good? <laughs> you know, but... um. But yeah, there's like, we're drinking lots of fluids, we're drinking tea and <laughs> yeah. water, and um, you know, I have this issue with my, my my lips smack or my mouth smacks or something. Dryness. It's mm-hmm. dry, it's like, yeah, but I... Mouth eat noise. those green apples, right? Isn't that the yeah. thing? Yeah, green apples yeah. are supposed to be the, the, the trick, pineapple, something like that, apple juice, but... Nothing works for me. (laughs) Just chomp on a Mac. Yeah, you just get an iPad in there. I need to figure out what everybody else is doing because I don't know what it is. I my mouth is very dry. Hey, 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 hey. you are enough, Dee Dee. Don't worry about it. You're great. What about music when it comes to the booth or like uh, all? Yes, is that a? I get so nervous. I'm not like a singer. You're not. I'm like you a talk singer. Totally a singer. No, I, yes, I'm. You I'm are. a beats person. I like the beats. But my favorite thing about music and recording is when you know we do it as a group, and so I get to sit and listen to a live performance of Didi Magno <laughs> or like Estelle I when Estelle that. sings. I'm just like. <sighs> Soak in your greatness right now, please. Yes, like, I love that. I, it's it's fun to hear when you guys sing along with the fans too at like conventions and things like that. And like, there's everyone's everyone singing, and it's just like, oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, the music the music has got to be one of my favorite parts of this show. And I love listening to Rebecca's versions oh. of the songs before. So we, that's how we learn the songs. Rebecca's singing along right. with her the demo. Ook, her demos. That's my favorite part too. Oh, it's like, so good. She should release an album just her singing. She's released all of some her of them, songs. and they're really fun. I love, oh, yeah, I love yeah, listening yeah, yeah. to them. I have a playlist. Oh yeah, from all the demos, like on my. You uh, do? Yeah, because her her voice is so good. Why it's, would I not want to listen to that? I know. I yeah. love it. It's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming in and talking to me today, guys. Oh, thanks, thanks for having us. Anytime, Michaela. Michaela, I mean, oh my gosh, here I am next to you. (laughs) Her name is Mackenzie. I got confused. (laughs) Do you want to trade for a day, Mackenzie? I'll intern. I'll be like intern extraordinaire, and you can be Amethyst. I'm down. I'm down. We'll do it. No, 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 notice. Sounds good to me. (laughs) Okay, cool. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks. So awesome and so much fun with Didi and Michaela. And coming up, Rebecca Sugar returns to the podcast. We're going to find out what it took to find the perfect voices for the gems and for Steven. We're also going to talk to Rebecca about how the cast shapes the characters as the show continues to grow. Okay, guys, I am here with Rebecca Sugar again. Thank you so much for coming back and talking to me again, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. Nice. Good to hear it. Um, So let's just jump right into it. I have um, some questions about voice acting and casting and that kind of thing. Uh, One thing I think a lot of people are wondering um, is, is like, what's your role when it comes to directing the the actors when they get into the booth? Like, what's the job of a director? Um, Oh, well, I'm very involved uh, in the directing process and in the casting process. Um, I have a voice director, Kent, who was, we worked together on Adventure Time. Yeah, he's really cool. Yeah, I met him in the... Yeah, and yeah. he um, so he's my voice director. Although often, if he's not available, I'll do, I'll do it with Ben mm-hmm. um, or Joe or Cat. But I'll always be there 
right next to him going, we'll go through the board together. So as in the booth, as the actors read the lines, uh, beforehand, I can pitch the scene with all the drawings. All the drawings are already drawn. Gotcha. So the way that they're feeling is, is it's written on their faces. And, mm-hmm. I'll, and I'll say, oh, this is what you're going through. This is, this is what you look like while you're saying this. Right. And... Uh, try and sort of pitch through the scene so that the kind of momentum of the scene is clear and and ideally everyone is together which happens often maybe not everyone but but a lot of times we'll have you know Dee Dee Michaela and Zach all together in the booth the main squad yeah Yeah. interacting with each other and and even Estelle though Estelle's often touring there have been a bunch of times where all the main characters are together I remember when we recorded Hit the Diamond everyone was together and it was the first time that um, Erica and Charlene uh, who play Sapphire and Ruby, respectively. Oh. That was the first time that they were with all the main characters at the <laughs> wow. same time. So it was really exciting because they were all meeting each other. It's like, right. oh, oh, Ruby, Sapphire, nice to meet you. Everyone got a the jailbreak moment. Yeah, yeah, I everyone got to, to be together hanging out. Oh, and Charlene was playing six characters, <laughs> yeah. which was just amazing. It was like she was playing six characters and then also everyone was there <laughs> to, right. to witness it, so which it was, was really lot. fun. Yeah. Do you, when they have to come up with those separate, um, like all the different voices for different, like, you know, like uh, for Ru- all the rubies that we've seen, when somebody has to, or when Dee Dee has to voice the different pearls, like do you, how do you coach them to make a new voice for a character while keeping it the same as... Oh. Yeah. Well, we had... You know, we have theories in advance for how they should sound. Mm-hmm. The first time we were doing the scene with Yellow Pearl, we talked about her being a lot more like a secretary. Yeah. Uh, sort of an old cartoony secretary with the headset. Yes. Um, very, very classic. <laughs> and there, there's a... there's like a, a 50s. Yeah, there's a retro quality to a lot of sort of what's what's going on on Homeworld. Right. And... um. Which so yeah, we funny. we found that voice. Yeah, we figured you know like a little more, more nasally uh, <laughs> for her, and then Blue Pearl, very different, much mousier. Right. So we would say, oh, she's you know she's really quiet. She's sort of a lot more fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sort of found something that was a little Ellen Green related, the sort of small, mm-hmm. like like a little Ellen Green, a little Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> sort right. of what you're talking about? We were trying to figure it out. Yeah, just just mousy and small. Right. Uh, and then we wanted them all to sound good together and really contrast with each other, uh, just like the diamonds do. We keep that in mind while we're drawing them. So do you have the voice like in your head when you're even like with the with the characters when you first drew the main cast? Like, were you thinking of their voice and what they would sound like? I was more open, especially back then, because you because you had you like casted people. And on Adventure Time, that was was that any part of your job? So um, this was your, or I, was this your first time doing that? I wasn't involved. I I had sort of dream cast ideas right. on Adventure Time that I never necessarily got to see through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would sort of fantasize like, oh, I'd love to cast this. Person yeah, if I could. <laughs> um, yeah. I think so. This was your first time. This was this was my first time, and and I had been down in the booth with um oh neil patrick harris that's someone that i requested oh yeah i got to write a song for him yeah he played awesome. gumball I, i'm not sure if other people were also thinking that so maybe it didn't directly come from me but i know that was something i had thought would feel right right um and that was cool to write so to write him cool. a song i love that guy oh yeah on this when we were starting steven i was very open i i had the drawings of the characters i had a I had their personalities. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily have their voices in my mind. And as I was listening to auditions, I would have the drawings open. And I was right. just looking for who 
sounded like they looked. That's all yeah. I wanted to find. Because you have to believe it when you see it. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, but like when you, so for the original, like Stephen Garnet, Amethyst and Pearl, when you were casting them, you didn't, you were sort of open to whatever people were going to send in. But like for later characters, did you have more of an idea? Like when you were casting like, like Peridot or, or Lapis or like even like, like Holly Blue Agate, were you like, oh, I know what this is going to sound like because you have more experience casting? Yeah, I think so. Well, some of them I knew, well, one thing I knew early on was that I wanted, everyone had to be able to sing. That was very important for the main cast. So that was a big request. And I was really excited to look for people from the musical theater world because I felt like that would work really well for animation just how broad you you can be. You gotta play everything really yeah, explosively. Big. Yeah, yeah, but also there's a lot of like there, there's a lot of subtlety there. Mm-hmm. It's a really different world, but it, I think it re- it can lend itself to animation really well. Yeah. So I was excited about that. And then early on when I was casting, there were people like like Jennifer uh, Lapis's voice mm-hmm. was almost amethyst. Oh, really? Um, yes, uh, and. Shelby was almost Garnet. What? Because <laughs> Shelby's Peridot, right? Yeah, how did Shelby's that, how Peridot. How did that happen? Um, uh, well, if you think about early Peridot um, and early early thoughts for Garnet, you know, she was very controlled. Right. Um, very smooth. And Shelby's reads for Peridot were really interesting to me. They were very high. They were high, mm-hmm. but they were very controlled, and they had yeah. like a confidence and a sternness to them. Erica Luttrell, who plays Sapphire, also was almost Garnet, gotcha. which is why when we got around to casting Sapphire and Ruby, I was like, "Oh, I want to work with Erica because right. it's a it's a part of who Garnet is, mm-hmm. um, and always was sort of even sort of, back in the beginning." So yeah, yeah for um, Jennifer, since she was almost Amethyst. When we had Lapis coming up, I was like, "Oh, this would this would work, I think, even better with her voice, and if, and everyone's you know her singing is beautiful. Everyone who read for the characters also sang, so I had right. a sense of what their singing voice was like. What did they sing? Did they just sing the theme, or were they like yeah, coming they, in with like the musical theater? Yeah, they song. Sang, they sang the theme song. Gotcha. Although um, Jennifer also sent me a ukulele cover of a Bruno Mars song oh, along awesome. with the theme song, which was very beautiful. That's cool. Yeah. So I got to know it was it's a really fun process because you get to know people. Yeah. Um and I think of everyone well, Zach was one of the first Steven uh auditions I heard. Gotcha. And I thought he was just perfect. I was like, he sounds just right. like the drawing looks. This gotcha. is exactly right. So when you when you think of um like when you were casting, did you start with? You were like, we have to find Steven first, and then figure out who works with that, like the chemistry. Like, oh, I just I needed everybody, and they all. I think I was doing them all at the same. Gotcha. Time. So you didn't have the chance to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I had everyone's personalities, so it was just finding something that could reflect that. Right. How do you? So like when you come up with a character, how do you like? How do you like communicate? Do you, is there like a voice in your head voice in your head but like you know what i mean like is there like a can you hear them in your head do you that sounds that sounds different from what i mean but do you have an idea of what they sound like and how do you communicate that like how do you write how a voice sounds like in your head other than i mean i'm coming from i came from comics so it, mm-hmm. when i was doing comics i think it was a similar feeling where it's like i know how this person this person feels i know what the drawings of them look like it would sort of be a different challenge to suddenly have to figure out how they sound right um i think you know i needed someone like i remember when we were looking for for pearl's voice i was like i need someone who can sort of crack very easily like like (laughs) like with a lot of neuroses right 
in their voice. I had thought that she would be very challenging to cast, and then we found Dee Dee, and I was like, oh, it's done. It's, there it is, it's yeah. Definitely Dee Dee. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I had a I had feelings about how the drawings looked and how how they would act, mm-hmm. just not how just not how their voice would specifically sound. But if that gotcha, if we could, I figured if we could find the voice that looked like the drawings looked, that yeah, sound, that could act the way these characters act, then that will be them. You have to hear it. Yeah. yeah. So I stayed very open, and I think once we had our main cast, that completely defined who those characters became uh, especially getting to know everyone better right in the pilot i would say that pearl is not particularly maternal but Dee Dee really is right and she's, that's definitely she's pulling hard in the yeah yeah that direction. definitely became something that was really apparent in the show i think because of Dee. Mm-hmm. and and amethyst and michaela michaela has informed amethyst so much gotcha um and Estelle and Garnet. I mean, Estelle has <laughs> she completely yeah. informed Garnet, and then Zach and Stephen is is perfect. And I think a lot of Stephen's maturity that you, you see happen very quickly early on. Right. Where it's sort of, in the early episodes, he's not super mature, but then he has like this. He's really smart, and he has this emotional intelligence, and he's he really is incredibly sharp and a lot of that is zach that's just what zach is like right yeah it's cool getting to know the the voice actors and getting to see that because like i totally you know just knowing them i totally get where you're coming from now and like especially with Dee Dee is like it's like oh well there's there she is there's pearl you know like that's that's who she is it's, yeah. it's wild it's really wild i love um so you talked about how they sort of like they they sort of inform the characters and and change the way that the characters act like I remember we were talking with with Dee Dee just a little bit ago, and um, she brought up the Boodles thing, mm-hmm. or like, uh, yeah, like the um, was it was it Michaela's mom or something that said right, Boodles of fun? Yeah, Boodles of fun. Yeah, and we then, wrote that into an episode. Yes, I remember seeing that after seeing something about that on I don't even remember, but I remember seeing it, and it's in it's in Sworn to the Sword. Yeah, at the end, and they're like, it's gonna be Boodles of fun, and I was like, I. There it is. I yeah. love that. Was there any other like specific stuff like that that was like referenced? Because you talked about you know how they they've changed the characterization. Oh, were there any other specific like references like that? Yeah, Zach was studying Italian. Oh yeah. So in Stephen and the Stevens, we had him speak a little Italian. Oh yeah. Uh, what was the, well? I remember him in the one episode with Jamie, the acting one. Mm-hmm. Where he's like. Uh, oh, that's a very, an actor. <laughs> very terrible accent. But yeah. he really he really can speak some Italian. <laughs> that's awesome. So we, yeah. You bring it into the character. So we brought that in. Yeah, and Grace great. Grace can speak some Japanese, so we also brought that oh. into uh, something that Connie says at one point. Gotcha. Yeah. That's always been fun just to learn about w- what everyone's interested in and try and right. read it into the story. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I love that. I think that it's really cool how the characters are developed and the voice actors are developed all together and you can sort of see, we talked about that a lot too, where like Pearl's, you know, sort of started out as like a a much more constrained character and now she's like zany as all get out you know like she's crazy you know i love that so much so what do you think that you've learned overall about directing and casting since you started like since the beginning oh that i've learned yeah just like takeaways kind of i mean um i suppose i've just i've learned to always stay open Mm -hmm. because early on I sort of had to be open because I didn't know what to expect. Right. But now I try to keep myself open to be surprised by how a character could sound, even if it's not exactly what I had had in mind. Mm-hmm. And also to just learn from 
whoever is jumping into a new role and let them be themselves within that role. Even if it's a very exaggerated character, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that whoever's playing that part is having fun with it in a way that's really unique to them. So I look for that when I cast. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Yeah. Thanks again to Rebecca Sugar for giving us such an awesome look at the creation and development of the Steven Universe characters. We'll have her back in another episode to focus on the music of the show, and I can't wait for that. But right now, I've got Shelby Rabara, who voices Peridot, and Jennifer Paz, who voices Lapis, coming up, and we'll get to them right after this. Alright guys, I am here with Shelby and Jen who voice uh, Peridot and Lapis. How are you guys doing today? Thank you so much for coming. Of course, thanks for having I'm us. I'm good, thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, so let's just jump right into it guys. So I, my first question is what what kind of background did you guys have before you started coming on to Steven Universe? Like what were you, what world were you from before then? My background was in musical theater. So I, right, yeah, yeah. I spent many years doing musical theater and singing and dancing on stage for, I don't know, a long time. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, but I've done some TV and film, and I've done some voiceover work. I used to do, like, a lot of ADR work. That's like, like um, when you... Audio dialogue reel. Is that what it stands for? I think I it's... Yeah. I think it's I, replacement, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I did, like, a bunch of, like... Uh, like Jackie Chan, Michelle Yao, like martial arts. Oh films. gosh! Yes, back <laughs> in the nineties. About you all the time. So yeah, like, so you you did like, like the Jet punching Lee, sounds. Yeah, I did and... like the. Hi, yeah, uh, 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 yeah, really good. At that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So that was my background that prepared me for right for the part. Yeah, stuff. Sweet. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Look at that. Uh, I was a professional dancer for a really, really long time um, in, you know, television, movies. Uh, yeah. And, and also, I was also an actor. I still am an actor currently, um, auditioning and working for on-screen projects. Uh, so this is actually my first voiceover job that I've ever booked. That's so awesome. So I'm a newbie. I'm a newbie to... Um, you know, the voiceover world, and I've actually really, really enjoyed it, and le- I'm learning so much, and what a great show to be on, and an amazing character to play for my right? first time. Yeah, my first gig. What was it like finding out that you got the part if it was your first? Oh my, well, I was cooking lunch, and my friend from New York was over, and I was just like making us lunch at home, and all of a sudden I got a call, and they're like, yeah, um, they like to offer you the role of Peridot, and I think I just was like, hold on one second, and I put the phone on mute, <laughs> and I grabbed my friend, and I was like, I just booked my first voiceover audition, and she grabbed me and her name's Kelly Lafarga. Shout out to Kelly Lafarga. Hey, hey, hey. Um, <laughs> she just grabbed me. We just started jumping up and down. And like, I think I just, I think I was just like, oh my God. I just started freaking out. I, I, and then I got back on the phone with my agent. I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah. They wanted to come in next week. I'm like, no way. What if they so, were just like, no, I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, like, could you imagine? Uh, no, actually, they changed their mind. <laughs> so yeah, I was, I was ecstatic. That's awesome. What about uh, you, Jen? Um, well, actually, I, I found out when I was living in Chicago and I was, um, I had my son and they called me and said, you, you got the part of Lapis because originally I had voiced Amethyst. Right. For the, yeah. Oh. For the pilot. Oh. And then, and then things, things happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, Rebecca called and said, well, we have this other part for you. And so it was just kind of all a blur. Like I was just like still like, you know, in mommy mode, like, feeding my child and I and I got this call I was like oh okay so yeah, right yeah, yeah. that's awesome <laughs> that's cool. so you did you were originally had auditioned for uh, Amethyst right I and did. then 
and then you originally uh, shall be your audition for Garnet, right? I auditioned for for every for, uh, oh for yeah. everyone. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Garnet. They had Amethyst, us like, and three, Pearl. like yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. So like, what was it like? I I don't know. What was it like finding the part specifically that you guys ended up in? Like, how was it? Was it weird to put on all these different hats and then end up in the specific role you found? I don't know. For me, like, I remember when I first voiced, tried to do Amethyst, like, I tried to put on that gruff and, like, it hurt my voice. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> And then when I'm I did Lapis, I was like, oh, okay, this feels like more my wheelhouse. And it just felt, yeah, I just felt like it was more me. So it was just me reading these lines and just kind of seeing the description and going, okay, yeah, she's, she's angsty. She's, you know, she's kind of confused and... So it felt, if it just felt better. Right, yeah, yeah like natural voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. Feel, I feel it felt a lot more organic. Gotcha, that's cool, yeah. Yeah, and when I auditioned, um, I auditioned for Stevani as well. And I'm oh. super visual in um, the booth, so I, I, I really enjoy seeing the, um, you know, the drawings of the characters, because... I think that's my dance background and also my acting background. Mm. I just kind of look at them. I kind of try to be a chameleon and morph based on, like, what they're wearing, what their face looks like, you know, what what physical description they have. Um, and when I got Peridot's audition, she was very cold. Like, her look was very stern. And, um, you know, she didn't have the little M, M mouth that yeah, she has then. now. Uh, <laughs> so, I, you know, she was basically just kind of like a really tough drill sergeant is what I looked at the picture and I interpreted yeah yeah I looked at you that she was this like drill sergeant so she was very cold and and almost just you know she's a soldier Mm -hmm. um and that's how I auditioned with Peridot and so it was really neat to see her change into this wonderful angry slice of pie (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's really awesome like I go back and watch the first episode she was in and see her like warp in and she's like log date you know and it's just uh-huh. like she's so militant she's, yeah right. like she's like and she's cold she's about and to she's, kill someone yeah, like yeah. and i'm like dang like yeah. who is this yeah, like, yeah. that's what's so interesting wild. about these characters is that when you first meet them you just kind of don't know are they like a baddie or are they like are they going to be a good jam or a yeah, bad jam it's yeah. really cool to see them evolve and both of your characters sort of went through that art because yes. I mean Lapis did the whole thing with yes. the ocean and everything and you know Peridot obviously had this whole redemption arc so like what was it like going from the baddie to the good guy gosh with her I mean I, yeah I remember the very first session I had like hers was just like really intense. I remember my, my hands were just shaking because Rebecca just really wanted me to go there. She was like, just imagine all that anger bent up and just released it. I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is so deep. Like yeah. really like, so I'm really happy that she's evolved so much and she's found her way. And what I find really funny about Lapis is that she controls water, but like her humor is so dry. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Which I don't know if I like, I just kind of found that myself or if that's how she was written, but yeah, no, I remember just like feeling really intense and then like it's it's fun to now just kind of relax and she's found her way and she's, you know, you, you see her, she's earned or she's had everyone earn sort of her trust and I love mm-hmm. that she's evolved that way. So yeah, she's been really fun to find. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. What about what about you with uh, Shelby with Peridot? Oh man, um, I just rewatched um, Message Received actually a, a few days ago. Um, the iconic, just for fun. Like, yeah. I, like oh, I kind of want to watch this episode again. And um, when Peridot goes from holding that communicator, that diamond communicator, um, and you know she's hiding it from Stephen. I think, and I, I just this actually just came came to me as I was watching the episode. I think it was 
Steven's touch that actually helped her change because there was a moment where I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't even know if Peridot's going to, you know, call them out right. before Yellow Diamond comes up on the communicator. I'm like, oh, she's going to she's going to do it. She's going to do it. And I think there was a part even just watching that whole monologue, you know, with with Yellow Diamond and Peridot where she's like, you know, my diamond, um, you know, <laughs> the, the, the ship is destroyed. Yeah. Um, I think that hug before that whole scene starts with Steven kind of like shaking her and they're kind of kind, it was kind of like a bear hug. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that actually changed Peridot. And I didn't even realize that until just watching it. I'm like. I think that's what changed her. I think it was that human touch and the hug mm-hmm. from Steven that actually started that that change and the reason why she didn't turn them over to Yellow Diamond. And I'm like, hold on, I'm having this whole <laughs> thing happening to me right. while I'm watching this 12-minute, 11-minute episode. And I'm like, I have never noticed that before. It's like, yeah, like seeing all the parts come together when you... Because being in the booth is a totally different thing from... I, yeah, I feel I totally get what you mean. Like, it, it seems like um, the directors all sort of have their vision, you know, and then they sort of get the voice from you and, and like, you sort of have an idea of what it's going to be, but you don't until you see the final exactly. thing and then you get yeah. it. And there's all these little tiny surprises and gifts that I'm like, mm-hmm. I never realized right, that before. Right. Yeah. Wow. They're genius. Steven King is genius. <laughs> what kind of stuff do you got? What do they have you do to get, you talked about like the shaking hands. Like what kind of stuff do they have you do to get that out of you in the booth? Or what? what's part of your process in the booth? Well, kind of echoing what, what Shelby said earlier, like I like to be a little physical about mm-hmm. it. So like that scene when she first came in and you were introduced to her, like I remember just like really being so tense with the hand going up and slapping down, things like that. Like you just you want to get involved and, and just kind of move around and really feel like being trapped and, you know, right. you yeah. have to just do it. You're, you're acting physically because um, you can't just create that world if you're just sitting for yeah me, for me yeah. so yeah definitely um we're really physical in the booth and um you know or or like when we're really quiet like our, our physicality really really changes we you know uh, one thing that i had to really work on when i first got on the show was i didn't realize that i had to back up off the mic in a lot of the uh paradox <laughs> outbursts because i was so into it and i would right, just be like right. giving it you know and, I, yeah. and, and then our engineer would be like um shelby can you uh back off the mic and i was like i'm sorry <laughs> sorry sorry about that so it, it took you know it's, it's just like anything it becomes muscle memory you realize you know the mic is like an ear you don't want to be shouting in the mic um <laughs> newbie over here or like the timing of it like you you have to like do a pause like if you're gonna do a run of like yeah you know, a page or two you like, don't want to step on the other person's line because when they edit it you know right when they put it together you yeah. want a clean take of each person's line so mm-hmm. even though you have like a genuine organic reaction you just kind of have to pause before you react yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. like a very technical art and yeah. I'm like that's and something I would always be like okay no we have to take that again yeah, you not like yeah yeah oh sorry okay let me yeah yeah I actually do like a full warm-up at home I know this is great I do a full like body warm-up to get before I get in the booth like oh you like yoga and ever like yeah you're going in. and even such when a professional I'm, <laughs> I mean I got a crick in my neck today I should have warmed up before uh, you know I came came here but um you know because it is very physical and it's also really important um I think to feel your feet on the floor because you know when you're in these when you're portraying these characters through your voice there has to be something that grounds you as far as like um the realism even though this is a show and we you know we are gems i still think that there's a really grounded um 
like naturalism naturalism is that a word i don't know can somebody read me a comment and tell me if that's a word or not (laughs) um but i think there's some there's that in in steven universe and i think when we're doing these runs and in these scenes i think that's what makes this show so great is because the acting comes from a grounded point of view um and so physically for me i have to really feel my feet on the floor and be like okay Peridot will come alive now. <laughs> boots on the ground. Yeah, yes, boots on I the ground. <laughs> We're ready. We're here. I love that. So when you guys sort of came onto the show, did you sort of have to... I mean, it's one thing to, to be on the show from the beginning and sort of find your way making the show from scratch, but like you sort of had to find your place within a cast that had already been established. Was that at all difficult for you guys? I kind of feel like for me, yeah. I mean, I've... I kind of parallel Lapis in that way because I was I would just come in just periodically like I I've only been in like how many I don't know how many episodes so yeah <laughs> so so I feel like yeah she's just like she's kind of just now part of the gems mm-hmm. I feel like that too like I come in I'm like okay what's happened you know I don't yeah like, really, like <laughs> when you like became like mini size paradox I was like wait what happened to your suit like, yeah. what, like there was like, like gravity connectors months that went by and I'm like what she's she's tiny <laughs> I love it what happened tell me what I miss what I miss that's awesome yeah yeah, um, as far as coming into an established cast already, they all are so welcoming yeah. to me. Um, one, one of the first uh, episodes that I did was actually by myself. So it was just me and Rebecca and the writers, and I think it was Ian. Um, and I was nervous. I was sweating. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And, you oh know, God. the thing I'm so is- happy that you said that because you, when you come in there and I'm just like, oh my gosh, she's so funny. No, like, really? So, no. like, I. <laughs> I'm like, I think um, just whenever it comes to work, I always have like butterflies in my stomach because I'm excited. I'm also nervous because I want to do, you know, I want to do a great job, Mm -hmm. Um, not only for others, but for myself. Like I'm definitely the hardest on myself. Um, Right. You know, and I, it's hard behind the booth not to nitpick every single breath or every single syllable. Sometimes I learned very quickly in my first time in the booth, you got to let it go. Right. Do you find yourself like, in the car after the session, like saying the lines again, you're like, oh, I could have done it like this. Yeah, or, it. or it's just like an audition, but yeah, like I mess up. I know. I'm like, now I can say it perfectly now. I know. What I'm happened to me when I was in the room? Perfect. I feel that. Or like I do that all the time. Or like yeah. the, the directors are going to be like, okay, like that was good. And you're like, no, what's it? No. Yeah, yeah. And there's, I'm not. No. Yeah, there's definitely in my first, um, you know, session, there was definitely a trust when, you know, Rebecca was like, that's great. Moving on. I was like, really? Yeah. You know, you have yeah. to, right. because it's, they have a vision. Exactly. And- you have to find, you have to find the way that they see it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so sure. much for cool. talking to yeah, me. Of course. Today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That wraps up this week's episode. It was so cool to meet the voice actors behind the gyms and to get such a great behind the scenes look at their creation and development from Rebecca. Coming up next Thursday, we're going to be talking to the Steven Universe designers. These are members of the Crewniverse responsible for the look, style, and color of the show. So we're going to be talking to art director Liz Artinian and lead background designer Steven Sugar. We're also going to talk to background designers Jane Bach and Mary Nash and colorist Efren Farias. We're also going to have Danny Hines and Alith Romanios, who did the early design work for the episodes. It's going to be so cool to find out what inspired the look of Homeworld and all the colors on the show. 
And remember, if you have any questions for the Crooniverse or show creator Rebecca Sugar, please tweet them to me at MKAtwood or to Cartoon Network's official Twitter and use the hashtag StevenUniversePodcast. We're going to try to answer as many as possible. And we're trying to get Rebecca to come back on a later episode to answer some of your questions herself. And if you haven't hit the subscribe button for the Steven Universe podcast, you can do that at Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Please make sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating while you're there. We love getting all the feedback. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I'm Mackenzie Atwood, and I will see you next Thursday.